the day I got saved on that back porch, I, I remember sitting there. I said, you're getting the worst end of this deal. And uh, to, even today, I still think he's getting the worst end of the deal. Uh, but, boy, I'm sure glad he made the deal because I wouldn't have been, uh, I'd have been in a pickle. Take your Bibles. Uh, go to 1 Samuel. Uh, just for sake of, of time, I'm going to read a, a passage here. Y'all can stand real quick and we'll read it. Uh, I'm just going to read four verses, uh, but there's another passage I want to go with it. But I won't make you stand for that one. So we'll just do this one, 17, 1 Samuel 17. Old stories, different, different angle, just a little bit different angle. 1 Samuel, 1 Samuel 17, uh, verse uh, 40. David, David is sitting here, and uh, verse 29, he says, Is there not a cause? And there is. Uh, down in 40, down in 40, it starts, it says, And uh, he took his staff in his hand and chose him five smooth stones out of the brook and put them in the shepherd's bag, which he had, and even in a script. And his sling was in his hand, and he drew near the, to the Philistine. And the Philistine came, drew near unto David, uh, and... and uh, the man that bare uh, the shield went before him. And when the Philistine looked about and saw David, he disdained him, uh, for he was, was but a youth, and ruddy and of a fair countenance. And the Philistine said to David, Am I a dog that thou uh, comest to me with staves? And with, uh, cometh with staves? And the Philistine cursed David by his gods. Father, thank you very much for this morning. Thank you for letting us come here. Lord, thank you that you saw uh, that we were worth uh, coming and getting us. And Lord, you didn't leave us here alone or you just didn't let us uh, just uh, destroy us when you could have easily done it. But Lord, uh, all the stuff you've done down through history, you've done it because you see it's worth it. And Lord, help us to see that same thing today. And Father, uh, every day, Lord, help us to see that the one out there that's closest to uh, devil's hell, Lord, is worth it, is worth the time and effort to save them. Uh, Lord, it's worth the time that we could give them the gospel. Lord, it's worth the time... Uh, Lord, uh, to reach out and try to win them. It's worth it. Uh, you thought it was worth it for us, Lord, and uh, boy, I thank you that you thought it was worth it for me. Uh, Lord, again, bless the service this morning, and we'll praise you in Jesus' precious holy name. Amen. You may be seated. David, uh, I like the way, the, the, I'm going to talk about some dogs today. I like dogs. Dogs are cool. I don't have one. They're even cooler when you don't have one. But if you do have one, uh, they're cool. I like dogs. Dogs are good. They say dogs is, is spelled backwards as God, and and that is, but the problem is, is uh, a dog backwards means that everything they do is backwards. So everything, you, when you do that, it's, they do it backwards too. But anyways, who cares? Uh, dogs, dogs are cool. I mean, if you got dogs, I'm, I'm not going to get mad. If you cat, maybe I would. But uh, a dog, I won't definitely get mad at you. Uh, my mom had a little chihuahua. That one I would, uh, would think about dragging behind my truck back up to here. But, uh, but other than that, dogs are pretty cool. I, I did that to my mom one time. I really did that to her. Uh, I called down there, and she was, she, her little dog, she liked them little chihuahuas. I don't know why anybody likes chihuahuas, but if you do, uh, God will forgive you. Don't worry about that. Uh, it's just under the blood. First John chapter 10, chapter 1, verse 10, if you confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and, and cleanse you from your chihuahua. But, but, if you, but she had this chihuahua, and it died. And I called down there, and she said that a friend of hers was going to give her another chihuahua that he found. And, uh, and I, I thought of this evil scheme, and... I called her up, and, and I, I disguised my voice, and I opened up the yellow page. Yellow pages are cool. Yeah, regular phone book's cool, and I just stuck my finger down like that, and there was somebody's name, Joe Schmuckatelli or whatever it was, and I said, hello, this is Joe Schmuckatelli, and I heard you have my dog, and oh, man, 
she started freaking because she loved this dog after she got it. She only had it for a couple of days. And, and they stole it from somebody. I mean, somebody lost their little chihuahua, and now my mom's got this chihuahua. But I played this thing up for a little while. And then I called her back up later on. I mean, she was worried. She didn't call a friend, called everybody. She's going to get the FBI out, everybody out to shoot whoever did that. And I said, Mom, that was me. No, it wasn't. It could have been you. Somebody's going to come take my dog. I said, Mom, that was me. That was me. No, it wasn't you. Somebody. I said, Mom. And I, I gave her the phone number, everything. And I told her, I said, this is who I said I was. It took me forever to convince her that that was me. And then she called her friend, and her friend said she ought to take me out of the wheel and disown me because no son should ever do that about a dog. Uh, I'm still in the wheel, I think, I think. But dogs are okay. Dogs are okay. But you know what, what he's likening here, uh, even the Gentile, the, the uh, Goliath here, when he looks at David, David comes out like a shepherd boy with a staff, and he, he's got some rocks in his hand, and, and Goliath didn't see that, and Goliath was really kind of ignorant here in a warfare uh, he let his guard down. He didn't put his helmet on. And, and David seen a spot right there where he could get a rock in. And that's exactly what he did. But uh, that verse there in 43 says, and, and the Philistines said to David, Am I a dog that thou wouldest come out, with, out, uh, out to me with a stave? And the Philistine cursed David by his gods. You know, David had 33 mighty men. I'm going to talk about one of them here in a second. But uh, those mighty men, some of those mighty men were probably back there in that crowd of Jews up on that uh, side. And, and some of these mighty men, if you go and read about these guys, they did some mighty stuff. And yet they were all afraid to go down and try to take Goliath out. Uh, nobody was back up on the side of that side. David was the only one. You know what David did? He got offended because the guy was cursing he, first of all, he's defying the God of Israel by just being out there and one day for 40 days, every day he'd come out. Hey, send somebody out, you bunch of wimpy crybabies, send somebody. David got there one day. He said, I ain't putting up with this, man. I'm going to take that. You ever been around somebody you just ain't going to put up with? I've been around people that, that cuss, and I can tolerate it, but, but you get around some people that just are mean. I can't deal with it. I can't deal with it. I have to, I have to stand up. I'm like, I'm done. I'm done. I'm not going to go any further with this thing. This is as far as I go. I'm not going any further. And you're going to know that I'm not going to go any further. Uh, that's the way David was. You know what God's looking for? He's looking for some people with backbone is what he's looking for. But, but I'm talking about a dog here. I don't want to go too off. Wouldn't it be nice? I mean, you think about Goliath. Here you go. His height was six cubits and a span. That's nine and a half feet at least tall. I'm six foot three. That would put him three foot up. I mean, he's almost rubbing the ceiling up here. Big old monster guy. Anybody have seen Jack Patterson? Jack Patterson, like six seven or something, and he used to be a big old guy, but he's he's lost a lot of weight. But he, I mean, he, I thought I always looked up him like, man, that guy is big. I couldn't even imagine seeing Goliath. Could you imagine what would he done? Six foot, he goes six foot, six foot, nine foot five, had a helmet of brass. Could you imagine a helmet that went on a head that was nine foot up there? Uh, armor uh, coat of mail. He, he had this brass thing all around him. Uh, the weight of the coat was five thousand shekels, seventy eight pounds. I'm trying to lose 65. I can't even imagine having 78 pounds more on me. That's like a bag of, of cement. I mean, that thing will wear you out. Uh, I, I sit back here in the back, and, and I have a, a cement mixer. And when we pour cement, uh, I go buy 80-pound bags of cement, and I have to break them and dump them in the mixer. And after about 10 of those things, I am flat wore out. And I'll usually have a, a stack of 27 or 30 of them that we're going to do because I'm trying to save money. That's stupid. Call a cement truck. It's cheaper and doesn't hurt as much. But, but you sit there, could you imagine this guy? Big old guy, man. Eight, 78 pounds of, of brass on him. Uh, he had a target of brass between his shoulders, 
included on top of that. The staff of his beaver's wing, uh, he had a staff on his spear that weighed 15.11 pounds. Just the, just the, the point of that. St- that means that spear had to weigh 30, 40 pounds. And he's wielding this stuff like it's absolutely nothing. Isn't it a shame, man, that, that people, they have all the talents. I got a couple notes here. Uh, we have someone who is as big as life as he was. If he had gave himself to Jesus Christ, what could he have done? But yet he, was, he didn't do it. Uh, he had all the talents. He had the abilities. He had, uh, the social skills. I mean, some of us have social skills. I am not sociable. I try to be sociable, but I, I'm like, I'm just a mess. But you wouldn't believe that, but I really am. I, I, I struggle to be social. Uh, but some people, I mean, it's just a natural thing. Y'all seen Joe in there the other night? Uh, I mean, he just sits there. You put a microphone in his hand. He's like, la, 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 la. he likes it, man. He just likes it. Uh, and some people are that way. They're just very comfortable in that environment. Uh, I could do it if I had to, but I'm, I'm more like, that's just the way I am. And, and it's probably not a good way to be like that all the time. But some people, it, Christians have all the abilities to do things and they just don't use what they have. Uh, God, uh, he said, he gave, uh, Goliath gave everything that he had to the Philistine nation. You know what's sad? He thought he was invincible. Just because the bigger they are, the harder they fall. This isn't the message. We're talking about dogs. Don't, don't think, oh, I've heard this before. No. Uh, you may have. Uh, he thought he was invincible. He, he thought he was at the top of his game. Just because we're good, just because we know what we're doing, just because we think we're really sharp, doesn't mean anything. There's always somebody sharper. Man, my dad taught me that lesson. He taught me that lesson more than once. I learned, the Lord taught me that lesson two or three times. Uh, you may think you're good. There's always somebody better. Believe me. Uh, there is. I, you hear me all the time say, oh, I was a great ET. Well, there was people out there that was a lot better than I was. Uh, he thought he was at the top of the game. Wasn't afraid of anybody. Here comes this little guy out, little puny guy out, compared to him, nine foot five, and the guy comes out. Uh, it would be like, Andrew, come here for a second. Just stand right down here. It'd be like this. And he's actually tall, probably. And, and, the, and the giant's sitting there with his beam, man. I mean, he's got this spear about this big around. And he's looking at this kid and he's like, do you think I'm a dog? He's got a staff. You can sit back down. He's got a staff in his hand like he's going to herd sheep. And, and Goliath just gets offended at that thing. On the flip side, I take your Bible, go over to Matthew 15. He's all mad because... Because he got his feelings hurt. Goliath's just a big old guy. You know, big, big people get their feelings hurt all the time. Most big people try to hide their feelings behind anger or bitterness or, or strength, brute strength. Or, that's the way my dad was. He thought he could just beat you up and that would solve the whole problem. That's not the answer. Never was the answer. Uh, <laughs> I used to get my brother beat up all the time. I always used him. I said, my brother can beat your brother up. Most of the ones he, he couldn't. So... <laughs> That's probably why me and him don't get along too good today. I never got beat up a whole lot. Uh, I just got my brother beat up all the time. Uh, he thought that he didn't think that was funny. I'm, I thought it was well. I thought it was wise. Uh, fifteen twenty one. <laughs> fifteen fifteen twenty one. It's it's the uh, it's one of my favorite favorite people in the Bible right here. The the Syrophoenician women woman. And then Jesus went thence and and departed into the coast of Tyre and Sidon. And behold, a woman of Canaan came out, out of the coast, of the same coast, and cried unto him, saying, Have mercy on me, Lord, thou son of David. My daughter is grievously vexed with the devil. 
Uh, but he answered her not a word, and his disciples came and besought him, saying, Send her away, uh, for she crieth after us. But he answered and said, am I, am, uh, I am not, uh, he, But he answered and said, uh, am not, I am not sent, uh, but unto the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Then came she and worshipped and said, uh, said, uh, said unto, I worshipped him, saying, Lord, help me. But he answered and said, It is not meet to take the children's bread and cast it to dogs. And she said, Truth, Lord, yet the dogs eat the crumbs which fall from the master's table. Father, thank you again for your blessings. Lord, help us to receive the word of God, Lord, uh, this morning like you would have it to be preached. And Father, we'll praise you and honor you in Jesus' name. Amen. Here's two people. Both of them are called, both of, one of them thought he was a dog. The other one was actually called a dog, uh, kind of off to the side, said, uh, I, we can't, the, the food was really to the Jews. Anybody else outside of the Jews is a dog. But if you look at the attitude between these two people, totally different. Here's a lady who knows that Jesus can do something for her. And she comes humbly in front of him, and she looks at him and, and tries to find an opening to get to him. And his disciples are saying, no, you're to us. You're just to the Jew. This lady is irritating us. Uh, get, her, get rid of her. And, and Jesus says, watch this. I'm going to show you all something if you learn something here. He goes, but, but he answered. They, he, he told them back there in the first uh, thing that he's, he's not sent but to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Uh, but then she came and worshiped him saying, Lord, help me. She's looking for an end. She's looking for a way to get into him because he's done said no. The answer is no, but she's not going to give up. I like it. I like somebody who don't give up. Don't give up. If you know what you're doing is right, don't give up. God sometimes says yes, no, maybe so, and not now. And all you got to do is you say, no, what I'm asking for is not wrong. What she's asking for is not for her. She's asking for somebody else, and she knows that the somebody else can't get there to get it, and she's there to get it. And everything is against this lady to get exactly what she's asking to get. He's going to call her a dog in a minute, and she doesn't get offended at all. You know, you call some people a dog, they get mad, and they'll have 20 dogs. And you call one of their dogs mad, they'd probably get mad at you for calling their dog because they think they're little children. <laughs> this is my little children. Uh, they, uh, Beth made me get uh, uh, stockings. I, I'm... I, I got grand puppies. I got stockings for the grand puppies. So they come to that. They don't know. They don't have nothing at all unless you put something in like a chicken bone where they know that there's something in there they can eat. They have no idea what's in there. But some people think, but the Lord likens us to dogs. And this lady was sitting here, and what, what a blessing about this lady was, and, and this really has nothing to do with the message, but I'm going to say it anyways. But he answered, said, I am not sent, but to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And he said that with her kind of off to the side, and she heard exactly what he said. And then she came and worshiped him and said, Lord, help me. And then he said something else. He said, it is not meat to take the children's bread and to cast it to dogs. Now, see, some people get mad right there. But that was, that was the clue. And he was saying, lady, ask. Ask and you shall receive. See, can you ask? I just opened the door. See, sometimes the door opens and we don't understand the door that just opened. He just opened the door to that lady when he answered her that, that statement. When he looked at her and said, it is not me. He's talking right to her. You know what that gives? That gives her the ability to give a response back. But some of us won't give the response back. She had the opportunity to give the response back. 
It's not, it's not me to take the children's bread and to cast it to dogs. And she goes, truth, Lord. <laughs> I'm in, man. She forgot all about the disciples. She forgot about everybody else. She said, I got audience with the king. I got the audience. I'm going to ask. Truth, Lord, yet the dogs. I'm a dog. I remember the story about, about uh, uh, Goliath back here. And he said, am I a dog? I am that dog. I know that everybody that's not a Jew is a dog. I hate to tell you all this, that you're all dogs. I'm a dog, too. <laughs> I got a book at home called Some Dogs I Have Known. I think this guy's got story after story after story about dogs, man. Dogs are cool. Dogs are different than cats. Cats are a little sneaky, man. They're sly. That's why they got nine lives. They need them. Dogs don't need nine lives. Dogs can just fight. He had one story in there about a dog. He says a little, it's like a, 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 some kind of a mutt, bull, bull, bulldog-looking mutt thing. And this guy next door got the dog, and, and he said the guy next to him had these two uh, English bird dogs. I mean, he goes, these, these, were, these were good dogs. He said, that little puppy would break through the fence and get over to where those dogs would fight them. And, and those two bird dogs would just eat that little puppy up. And they'd, they'd call and get the fence fixed. And that dog would run up and down that fence line, little bitty pup, run up and down that fence line and break through that fence to get over there and fight with those two dogs. And they'd tear him up all the time. And they kept saying, hey, man, you got to quit this. you got to do something with this little dog over here because he's going to get killed. And that dog would keep doing it. So they got somebody out there, and they fixed the fence all the way down through there where you couldn't break through it. And they said that little dog would throw himself against the fence until he broke something so he could get through to get the and, – and the guy had to go to work. The one who owned the two uh, bird dogs had to go to work out of state. And he was gone for two weeks or was going to be gone for two weeks. And he said, i got to go. And he, after a week, he said, man, I better go home. Something just ain't right. So he goes home. His wife said, man, that little dog broke through the fence, and those two, those two dogs just about tore him up. And he goes, oh, man. He goes, but she goes, that ain't the half of it. She goes, well, I called the guy out here. He fixed the fence again. He said, that little dog threw himself up against the fence. And the next time he come over, he tore those two bird dogs up. <laughs> and he goes, and if these two bird dogs live, he said, you, you know what that dog did? He kept fighting and 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 fighting until he actually whooped two of them. He said, I'm not going to let the thing go. You know what this lady's sitting there saying? She says, okay, you want to call me a dog? That's fine. I need something and nobody else can do it. And you can do it and I'll, you can call me whatever you want. She was humbled to him. I like to talk about some dogs. Peter says this, 2 Peter 2.22. But it has happened unto them according to the true proverb, the dog is returned to his vomit. Again, and the sow, like you've come out of it, but now we're going to go back to it. And the sow, have you ever seen a dog lick up its vomit? Man, I tell you what, that is one of the most gross things I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> but then he goes on, he says, and the sow that was washed to her wallowing in the mire. You ever seen a sow wallowing in the mire? Uh, I could talk about pigs. He calls us pigs too, but we're going to just stick with the dogs. Dogs are cool. I like dogs. Number one, I like to talk some, just a couple things about dogs. You know dogs are loyal? I started looking through my Bible, and I started saying, well, if Gentiles are dogs, and if we're all considered a dog, then if I look through my Bible and try to find some people that match qualities of a dog, you'll start seeing Gentile people pop out. There's a lady named Ruth. You know what Ruth said in 1 6? Naomi uh, went, and the, her and her husband went to the wrong place and got down into Moab and lost. Uh, uh, her husband died, her two sons died, and, and uh, Ruth was left down there by herself, or Naomi was left down there by herself. And she knew that she had to go back, and uh, the, she heard that there was food up there, and the family was over, because that's why they went down. And, and sometimes you ought to think about when you get ready to leave something because you think there's a famine in the land. There probably isn't. There's just a famine in you. 
And what you need to do is just stick it out. And sometimes sticking it out, Boaz stuck it out. And the story ends up with a good thing for Boaz. But uh, Ruth, Ruth uh, Naomi told Ruth, said, y'all go back to your families because my sons are dead. And I don't have any other sons. And you're not going to have any husbands. And you can find some husbands here in Moab. And Ruth said this, 116, Ruth 116. She said, and Ruth said, entreat, thou, uh, entreat me not to leave thee or to re return from following thee after thee. For whither thou goest, I will go, and whither thou lodgest, I will lodge. Thy people shall be my people, and, and thy God my God. Where thou diest, I will die, and there will I be buried. The Lord do so to me, and more also, if aught but death part thee and me. You know what Ruth is? She's loyal. Well, I tell you, that's a quote. Dogs, you know dogs are loyal? I've been so mean to some dogs, man. They just they'll come right up. I had a dog named Prissy. I had a lily. Well, they weren't my dogs. They were the kids' dogs. I never wanted the dogs anyways. We go to take care of some German shepherds, and this one crawls out. Oh, man, that was the worst move I ever made in my life. Amen. To be there with my wife and kids. Now, if I was there by myself, it wouldn't have bothered me. I threw the dog back in and been done with it. But here's this little, oh, it's the Lord's will. That little dog came out. That's our dog. That's our dog. Oh, oh, oh that's our dog. What are you going to tell a wife and a bunch of little kids when they're looking at this little white German shepherd puppy? And it looks like a little polar bear. I mean, because in polar bears, you know, the, the, the greenhouse effects and all the killing polar bears, you can't kill the white shepherd. It looks like a polar bear. And I'm sitting there going, oh, man. So they get the dog. They bring the dog home. The dog grows. And and, and we have Jessie, she's about this big, and Jessie's always been nothing but trouble. Uh, she's like Esther and Sarah and Elizabeth and Andrew. They're always that way. All of them are that way. All of them are that way, as a matter of fact. I'm so glad that other people got kids now. I can watch, I can watch them go through what we used to go through. I'm like, <laughs> this is cool, man. This is cool. I can feed them up, stick sugar all in them, make them all wild and crazy. It's cool, man. But anyways, Esther's about, Jessie's about this tall, and and Beth, Beth is, is the mother she was, and she didn't pay no attention to where her kids were. And she let Jesse just walks out the back door into the backyard. There's no fences anywhere. But the dog is fenced in. I mean, she can't get out. I got a gate. I got a fence like this high. She can't even jump over it. But I look out the back door, and this dog is like right there next to the garage. And our house, the little house we had up front was there. And the dog was yelling and screaming and barking and doing everything she could possibly do to get over that fence. And she's barking down the driveway, and she's barking and barking and barking. And I'm out there like, why don't you shut up? I'm going to come and hit you with a brick. And I walk out, and I walk down the driveway, and here's Jesse, little Jesse, walking like this. And she's getting ready to walk out on Grange Hall Road and get smashed by a car. And that dog, if, he, if that dog could have got out of there, she'd have went and got her and drug her back up. You know, dogs are loyal. Man, them dogs are something else. You can do whatever you want to do to a dog, and, and if they're your dog, they'll love you no matter what. There's cases where men and women have died and those dogs have laid on those graves of those people. I'm like, how in the world did they know that they were in that casket? How did they know that that was them? But they would lay on that grave. They, they said they had one dog that would leave, leave his owner and uh, leave the house. His owner died and they buried him. And the dog knew it. They just sit there and watched him bury him. I don't know how the dog knew it, but they said that that dog every day would go there and lay on that grave for a couple hours and come back home. They'd tie that dog up and that dog would break the uh, things that were tying it up so he could get to that graveyard and lay on that. that. Dogs are loyal. You know what Ruth was? She's about as loyal as you could get. Uh, <laughs> here's a, dogs are cool. This one this is a story here. The, uh, a police officer, when they first came out with the canines and they were out walking, there's dog sniffing. He says, as a member of a new police dog unit, 
I was a detail, I was uh, detailed to show the public this latest edition of the force. Now this guy had his dark glasses on. And, I mean, he just looked like a like an FBI agent. And he's in his police uniform and he he walks out there. He goes to the coffee shop, get him a cup of coffee, probably Starbucks or whatever. Back then, I don't know what you'd call it. But anyways, he was sitting there drinking his coffee, drank all his coffee, set his cup down, and his dog is just sitting there right there next to him, trained and everything else. And this little old lady, little old ladies are sweet, man. He goes, I stopped for a cup of coffee at a busy railway station and, and had commanded my dog to, to, uh, into a down position beside me. When a little old lady approached, she had a coin in her hand, and she said, God bless you, sir. I've never seen a blind policeman. And she, <laughs> she dropped a coin in his thing. <laughs> and, it, and the guy they just started buzzing out. Like, but the, the scenario, it just looked like it was a guide dog. <laughs> I mean, could you imagine he pulling his gun out? Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Dogs are loyal, man. <laughs> They're great. I mean, dogs are great. Uh, I don't have any now, so I'm not going to plan on getting any. Uh, my daughters have got some. I think Andrew's working on it. Cassandra probably don't want any. I don't know what they want. I, don't, I try to stay out of it, man. I mean, you don't ever want to get between a human and their dog uh, or their cat or their, or their lizard or anything else they got. <laughs> People take very, 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 very uh, uh, bad thoughts of you if you get in their way. Dogs are loyal. You know, dogs are courageous. Man, I've seen dogs do some crazy things in life. And I looked at my Bible, I was trying to find somebody else who's courageous, and I found Rahab. I just thought about these people. I said, Rahab was a Gentile. She was considered a dog, as far as the Lord was concerned. But Rahab had a different attitude. It's all attitude, by the way. Ruth's attitude was totally different than Goliath's. Goliath, Goliath knew that that was King David. No, he didn't know it was King David, but he knew that was Saul, and he knew that God had been blessing him, and, and that that was the, the God of gods was right there, and he still went up against him. Ruth knew that the God of Naomi was different, and I'm going to go with you. The Lord put something in her heart. Rahab, Rahab was in Jericho. The, Joshua was bringing the people through. Moses has already passed away. He couldn't come across because he struck the rock twice because they made him mad. And, and so God kills uh, Moses up on a mountaintop. And jo, uh, Joshua's bringing him in. He sends some people over there to check the land out or check what's going on with uh, Jericho because he's going to take it. And, and they come in there and they meet Ruth. Ruth is a, is a harlot. I don't need to go any further with that. That's exactly what she is or was, was. And uh, so I'm sitting there going, okay. And she comes in there. And then the king heard that these two spies came. And uh, Ruth, Ruth, or uh, Rahab is sitting there going, mm-mm, not going to turn these guys in. You know what Ruth, uh, Naomi got? Or not right, Naomi, Rahab. All of a sudden, she got loyal. She got courageous. I mean, she hit him. She could have died. If, if the king would have found out that she was actually hiding those two men upstairs in her, her place, covered with flags, all that stuff, she could have died. That lady was just about as courageous, and, and she sat there and protected them, told them how to get out of there, and they said, because you did this, we're going to take care of you. And when it's all said and done, I want you to hang a red string, a scarlet thread out your window. You fill your house up with everybody you can fill up of your family, and you stay in it, because when we come in, you will be protected. I'll bet you those two guys right there was right there. They said, hey, let us go in on that part of the wall right there. That lady, we told her, Joshua said, good. She, she did for you guys what you did. You know what she was? She was courageous. Dogs are courageous. They have done, dogs have done some of the craziest things in life to protect people. You get a dog who loves you, and uh, there was a, uh, a, a king in England, and he was trying to get up, I forget which pope it was, about the 10th century, something like that, 9th, 10th century, 
And the Pope uh, was having problems, so he sent his ambassador to there to talk to him and try to straighten some things out and, and just mend the bridges and everything else. And, and they got there, and the, the, uh, the guy went in, and he was going to bow down to the Pope and, and do his obeisance and all the other stuff that he was supposed to do, and he was going to kiss his toe. Well, about that time, the Pope sticks his toe out, but what the Pope didn't know is this guy brought his dog with him, and the moment he stuck his toe out, the dog bit it. Because he thought you were going to, and they, they had the dog killed uh, because he just bit the Pope. Well, he should have ate his foot off is what he should have done. But hey, then, then the guy goes, forget you guys. He goes back to England. They broke it, man, right there. They said, we're done. We ain't going to do this anymore. He said, you killed, you killed, I mean, the king got upset because they messed with that dog. But you know what that dog did? He said, you're going to mess with my, my master. And I'm going to, first, he probably shouldn't have took him in to the Pope with him. I mean, it's it probably trained to eat Popes. But Rahab is courageous. She, she said, and the woman took the two men and hid them. And said thus, uh, and, uh, hid them and said thus, These, uh, there came men unto me, but I wits not. She lied to the king. I don't know where they're at. I don't know where they're at. She let them go. Dogs are, they're, they're loyal, they're courageous, they're compassionate. Uh, I've watched dogs lay down, uh, Elizabeth's dog, she's got one down there and she's got little Riley down there and, and Raleigh just lay down uh, right there with Raleigh, uh, the dog she has, and just lay there. Just like that. Dogs love their masters. I mean, they just love them. Uh, Prissy, I tell you what, that dog was uh, well, probably one of the best German shepherds, I, white German shepherds I've ever seen in my life. That dog was, I mean, she, I, I could trust her with everybody, just about anybody else. I had a couple of others that snippy and stuff, but not this one. This one was a good dog. I remember when she died, man, she'd she break my heart. I went out there, and she had yellow eyes, and her, her kidneys were all failing, and, and she's getting ready to die. She's going to suffer. She might have got through another month or so or two or three, four weeks. I'm like, ain't no way, man. I said, I am not going to let that dog. I could have took her out back and shot her. That would have been easy. I said, but I can't do that. No, I just can't do it. I said, that's a good dog. I said, she deserves better than that. I picked that dog up and took her to the vet, and they looked at her and said, yeah, we could do a couple things, and she'll be okay for a little bit, but she's going to go right back. Her kidneys are failing. They said, we could put her to sleep, and, and you won't even have to see it. And, and uh, man, I almost started bawling. I mean, here's this stupid dog. I said, a dumb dog. I mean, it's, it's just a dog. It's just a dog. It's just a dog. But I said, it stopped my daughter from getting eight. I mean, my dog kid could have been down the road and got killed. I said, the dog cared enough about my kids to take care of them. While I was living, I said, well, she's been a good dog. I feel sorry for the dog. I'm going to take my dog, and I'm going to at least let her have dignity in her death. You said it's a dog. She don't have a spirit. She don't have a soul. She didn't, she's going to go back to the dirt. Don't care, man. I know some of y'all don't care either. I think y'all crazy too. <laughs> I've seen what you do with your dog. <laughs> I went down to, oh, here, no, no one, Elizabeth's going to kill me here, but I go down there. They tell me their furnace is broke. Adam calls me, tells me their furnace is broke. Everybody tells me their furnace is broke. So I go down there and look, and I'm like, they said it just cuts off and works and 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 cuts. You've done this before, so don't you be going at them and telling them how. Don't say nothing to them. But anyways, uh, it cuts off and cuts off and cuts off. And I go down there and, uh, and Adam says, well, I got a new thermostat. And I put it in. I said, man, I said, something ain't right with this furnace, man. I mean, why would it cut off? And I said, it cuts off. It just cuts off. And it just cuts off. And I know I'm telling about your furnace. Uh, but it cuts off. And I said, and I, it stumped me for a little while. And I put the new thermostat on, and, and I'm sitting there watching, and, and Noah's sitting over here on the couch, and right above his head is this, this vent. And uh, I'm sitting there just thinking and thinking. I said, what in the world? It's, it's simple, man. It can't be that complicated. Uh, I said, it just it turns on and runs for a few minutes. cuts off. I said, there's things in there that make it do that, but why is it doing that? 
And I said, no. I said, could you reach up there and tell me if you feel any heat coming out of that? And he goes, nope. <laughs> I'm like, where's your, where's your filter at, man? And we walk around on the, on the back side of the furnace, and right on the ground is a filter. And it's got more dog hair and, and stuff in that filter than you can even, I mean, you, it's clogged. I mean, the filter is just sucked in like. <laughs> so the furnace would heat up. I've seen this before, but the furnace would heat up, and then a little overload would shut down, and it'd shut off. Then it'd turn on, shut off, and turn on. Put a new filter on, works great, man. You say, well, get rid of the dog. But that's what dogs do. And you know all you got to do is you sit there and say, but they're courageous, and they're, they're loving, and they're loyal, and they're compassionate. They just look at you like, don't you love me? There's another story. A little kid left, left his head to leave his dog, and... And uh, they wrote back, and they thought that the next family would take it, and they said the dog sits there and won't eat and won't do nothing, man, because it, it keeps looking for that boy to come back. It's, they're loyal to whoever they're loyal to. They just got to have it. Uh, John, Luke chapter 10, 30. I sit there looking for somebody who's compassionate, and, and it's a good Samaritan. You know, the priest and the Levi went by and left that guy laying right on the road. Didn't even care. Didn't want to touch him. Didn't want to get involved. But you're looking for compassion. What you're going to find out is that, that if he called us dogs, that there's going to be some Gentiles that actually match these things. And the Samaritan, the good Samaritan, Luke 10, 30, he says, and Jesus answered saying, it's certain young man. I looked this up and they said, this could actually be a true story that Jesus used as an illustration to uh, the lawyers that he was talking to. But they said, this is a possibility of a very true story. A certain man went down to, to Jerusalem, to Jericho and fell among thieves, which uh, stripped him of his raiment. And wounded him and departed, leaving him half dead. And by chance there came down a certain priest, verse 32, and likewise a Levite, verse 33. But a certain Samaritan, as he journeyed, came down uh, where he was, and when he saw him, he had compassion on him. You know, that Samaritan guy sat there and looked at him and just, just had a heart for people. The guy had money, he had wealth, he had everything, but he seen someone in need and he helped him. Uh, so many times, people in this world, we just miss that thing. You know, Lord, uh, the, the lady, the lady that sit there and, and said, even the dogs eat the crumbs from the master's table. You know what the Lord did? He's, he, he displayed loyalty to that lady. He displayed courage, courage to that lady. And he was compassionate on that lady. And then he shows you down through your Bible, all these people do the same thing. The Samaritan was a man who got there and did good stuff to this lady, to this, this man, got him there. And then said, hey, I'll pay his bill later on down the road. Whatever it takes to get him well, you tell me what it is. I'll take care. The, the, the innkeeper must have known him because he walked away and said, sure, that's no problem. I trust you. When you get back, you, you take your tab, take care of your tab. It wouldn't surprise me one bit if the innkeeper didn't just say, hey, don't worry about it, man. You've done this enough. Uh, I want to get in on the blessings too. Dogs are independent. They, they are just a crazy. We had one that was, uh, I think it was Lily. Wasn't it Lily that would jump in the cars? We had this one dog, man. She would, we had coyotes in the back of the yard. And uh, she, she, was, she was Prissy's granddaughter or something, whatever it is, grand puppy or whatever it was. But, but we had these coyotes, and they'd run the fence line on the back side of the fence. And our white German shepherd would run on this side of the fence with them. And then pretty soon she was jumping over the fence and just running with them. And she would disappear. And one day we're sitting there, we don't know where she's at, and somebody, somebody puts a, a thing on Facebook and and she finds some car, she jumps in, and she's just sitting in the car like this. <laughs> and so they put it on Facebook that, hey, I got this dog, or, or some, somewhere down the road, I might get all the stories messed up here, but every time we turn around, this dog was somewhere. Finally, it got to the place where everybody said, that's the dog that belongs to that big white house down there, because that's a stupid dog. 
and so anybody in the whole area that found it, there must be a lot of people on Facebook that look at that stuff because everybody knew that that dog in Beaver Creek, that dog was my dog. And I'm like, that's, and she would just jump. She'd find a car somewhere with a window open. She'd jump in it to get out of the rain. She didn't care whose car it was. If you had a Maserati sitting there, she's in the car, man. She's just sitting there looking at you. <laughs> like, hey, man, this is cool. I got dog houses all over the place. And her and the coyotes got along fine. Everybody was happy. They're independent. But they love their masters, too. You know, if I looked in my Bible and looked for an, uh, in Luke 24, we were almost there. Got one or two more to go. And I'll be done, man. Dogs are cool, man. You know, the Lord calls us dogs. He, there's some qualities in a dog. If you stop and look at the dogs and look at the qualities and say, hey, are those qualities in me? Uh, would the Lord look down at me and see those qualities? Luke, Luke 11, 24. Dogs, they're so cool, man. I remember I had Clyde. Clyde was, I had a basset hound, man. His name was like from here to the back wall. Uh, somebody, some lawyer owned him, and, and uh, back then he had about a million, $1.5 million home. And he, we was out there doing some work, my dad was, and he had this, he's a beautiful basset hound. I mean, beautiful red, uh, white paws, white paws, uh, white underneath. I mean, it's a beautiful dog. And uh, Clyde, uh, we called him Clyde for short, because there ain't no way I'm going to say that name. Uh, but he, I had all the papers on him. I had everything, man. I mean, just stacks of papers probably this tall uh, on this dog. And, and that dog would lay out in the middle of the street and just look at you. And I mean, cars could not go by. He would lay dead in the middle of the street where you could not go around him. And he'd just look up at you like, hmm. I'd go to him, hey, Clyde. And he'd, he'd come right over to where I was at, man. Me and him would take, I'd take my bike and he'd ride everywhere with me. Every ride, I'd go. That was a good dog. Dogs are cool, man. I'm starting to get emotional. Y'all stop it because I hate dogs. <laughs> the dogs make you emotional, man. I don't, like, I don't like getting emotional. I like being mean. Luke 24, 24. Luke 4, 24. Let me get there myself. Dogs are something else. We're just like dogs. Don't ever get mad if the Lord calls you a pig or a dog or something. What he's doing is he's giving you an opportunity to talk to him. He's opening the door so you can say something, man. Say it. Don't be afraid to. He loves you. He loves you. 424. It says, uh, and he said in them, uh, no, no, 424. Four, am I in 424? Yeah, I'm in Luke 424. Oh, it's 23. And he said, verily I say unto you, no prophet is accepted in his own country. But I tell you of a truth, many widows were in Israel in the days of Elias, uh, when the heavens were shut up three years and six months, when, when great famine was throughout the, all the land. But unto none of them was Elias sent, save to uh, Sarepta, a city of Sidon, unto a woman that was a widow. And many lepers were in, the, in Israel in the time of uh, Elisha, uh, the prophet, and none of them were cleansed save Naaman the Syrian. There's a couple dogs right there the Lord mentions personally. And he goes, you know, of all the people I could have sent my man to, Elijah and Elijah, he goes, these two right here are the ones I'm going to talk about. He goes, the rest of you guys, you, you Jews, you didn't care one thing about it. You're hard, you're stiff-necked, hard-headed. He goes, but that woman sit there. I told her, I said, I'm going to send a guy to you one day. And when he comes, I want you to feed him. She had no idea she, he's going to wait till the very last minute until she has two sticks out together, a couple sticks. She's got a little meal, a, couple, uh, a little bit of oil. She's going to make a cake for her and her son to eat, and that's it, and they're going to die. And here comes Elijah. I mean, Elijah's probably, he's done been eating steak from ravens and everything else all the time. I mean, he's been taken well care of. Uh, he's fast, he's lean, uh, they call fast, uh, fat flesh and all that stuff. He's probably overweight too. 
And he's perfectly happy. All the water he wants to drink, he comes up to the little lady with absolutely nothing and says, give me what you got first. And you say, wow, you know what she did? She didn't complain. She didn't do anything. She did exactly what the Lord had told her to do. You know what she was? She, she, was, in, she was an independent woman. She's taking care of herself. But when it came time to do something, she could. Independence is not stubbornness. I'll tell you that. Independence is not stubbornness. Being stubborn doesn't make you independent. Independence is not refusal to cooperate. I'm going to be, no, no, that has nothing to do with being independent. Independent doesn't mean walking alone. That's not independent. That's just, that's just stubbornness, and that's, that's something else, too. That's refusal to cooperate. That's walking alone. You can do that all day long. That's not independent. You know what independence is? It's to say, I'm going to do this and do it. And along the way, some things can happen, and you're willing to do those other things, but you've got a plan in your life. Uh, it's to choose between right and wrong and never waver, forgiving uh, forever, clean to right. First, you've got to find out what right is. And then you do it. You know, most people don't want to do right. Bob Jones Sr. said the hardest two words in the English language is do right. Do right. Do right. It's the hardest thing in the world. You know what you got to do to be, do that? You got to be independent. You got to say, I'm going to do this. No matter what happens, I'm going to do this. But that doesn't mean you have to be so hard and stubborn and mean and cruel. Dogs are independent. I like dogs. Uh, to be truly independent, a man must live in the holy of holies of his soul. You got to be right down in here, man, where that thing, where the Lord's at. Right there. Right there. I mean, just right there. Because once you start walking in, you can walk around. I'm telling you, you can walk around Tabernacle all day long. And you can see the walls and everything they put out there. But until you walk through that gate, past the altar of inc- uh, the burnt, uh, uh, the altar, altar that they burned the sacrifice on, and you get around to the laver, and if you get the privilege to walk in t- inside there and wash your feet and get inside the holies, until you get to the holies of holies, you don't know who he is. But you get to that holy of holies and it all changes. All of a sudden you see the glory and, and he comes down, the cloud fills around. Oh, I'm telling you, that priest, one priest a year of the Jews got to go in there. You know it said when Jesus Christ died on the cross that the veil of the temple was written twain. We have access 24-7. You know what the Lord loves? He loves his dogs. He loves us. I mean, he loves us. <laughs> I can't even tell you how much he loves us. It's unbelievable. He must settle certain things in life. Never hear the murmurings of the multitudes in praise or criticism. Don't let them puff your head up to where you think you're something, and don't let what they say about you bad bother you. That's hard to do, man. I, I, I tell you what, if it wasn't for my wife, I'd be messed up all the time. I, I always whine and complain, and she calms me down. They never watch the clock or the weather channel. Y'all thinking about, should we get out of here in time? What's the weather going to be like today? You know, somebody who's independent don't care. I don't care, Paul back here a little bit. You gonna come over tomorrow? Yeah, yeah. Unless something else comes up, <laughs> I never can tell what's gonna come up, man. It's hard telling. I was I was driving down the road the other day, and, and something came up. I was headed over to Paul's house. Something come up, and I'm like, and the way the person worded it, I won't tell you, it's Mike Stall. The way they worded it, it was like he could have just said, "Would you come and help me?" And I would do that, but he made it look like it was an impossibility for him to do by himself. And how would I do it? I'm like. No, that's not what you're saying. But the problem is, is I'm headed south, and he's way up north. I said, could you two, like, get on the same part of the country one time? But I, you know what you do? You say, sure, man, there's no problem. I'll be there. Let me do this, and I'll be right up. All that is is you just calm down and say, okay, I'm going to do it. But you can still be independent in your life. You don't have to worry about not helping other, but faithful. I like faithful, too. Dogs are faithful. 
You, dogs, I mean, I don't know about cats. I've never figured cats out. I've never had a cat around long enough to figure it out. My wife had a cat when we uh, was getting married, and I told her the cat stays. She can come, but the cat stays. Uh, and, and the cat hair, she had to get all the cat hair off everything she had before I even let her get in my van and go back with me. Cat, cat, no cat. Uh, no ground uh, guinea pig or none of that stuff. Uh, they, no goldfish. I don't want no goldfish because they always, goldfish just lay on top of the water. I don't know why they do that, but they just always do that. Every time I see them, they, they just end up that way and they get flushed down the toilet. But dogs, dogs are one of the things you just can't, you can't seem to get mad at a dog. I, at least I can't. I don't know how you get mad at a dog, even when they're barking at you and they want to chew you up. You just, you wish you could figure out a way. I've had dogs bark and bark and bark and want to eat me up and I'm trying to figure out a way to, to get them to like me. And sometimes, I, the kids are that way too. Some of them look at me like, I think they look because I'm too big. Uriah the Hittite. You know, Uriah the Hittite was a faithful dog. He was one of David's 33 mighty men. You could, Uriah, Uriah was faithful uh, in bearing news. He, uh, he was called from the war front to come back to tell David. And David, he said, how's the war going? And David trusted him when he told him the answer. He said, go down to your house. And he wouldn't. Uriah was faithful, would not, would not uh, leave the king's house. He slept on the door of the king's. He said, I won't do it while my men are in the field. He said, when my men come back out of the field, I will, I will go down to my house. But as long as they're out in the field, I will not. I'll sleep under the stars. You know what that guy was? He was faithful to David. Well, I tell you what, we need, you know what we need to, in this world? We need some more faithful people like that. Finally, 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 they're determined. Dogs know exactly what they want. They know exactly what they want, and they're going to get what they want. They want your attention. You're going to give them their attention. I mean, they're like little kids. They, they, they'll grab your pants leg. They'll drag you wherever they want to drag you. You will do what, when they want out to go whatever instead of your house, you either let them or they'll do it in your house. But they will warn you. A good dog will warn you before they mess up your house. Uh, they'll bark and scream and, and you get mad and throw books and stuff out of it. And then they say, fine, I'll do that. We'll just take care of business right here in the house. And then you'll get mad about that. Dogs will take care of your property. Uh, I had a dog that you walk in my backyard. Me and Beth, I almost got a divorce over that dog. Me and her could walk in the backyard, no problem at all. My kids would walk in the backyard. Anybody else walking in that backyard, she'd bite. And then Beth would send people in the backyard. <laughs> I'm like, I don't understand that. The dog is going to bite them. Uh, it, it's, it, I don't care. If we're out there, the dog will bite them. Snap, 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 snap. Well, this is a good dog, man. We had to take her and have her put down because the lawyer said we couldn't even give her away. Because once they start biting, that's it. This woman that came to Jesus, and I started out this message with this lady. It never gives her name, only her request. When denied, she never left. When called a dog. See, sometimes we get called stuff and we get offended. I, brother, you can't offend me. I, I refuse to be offended anymore. I just, I just, it's not worth being offended. I don't want to hurt nobody, but I, I said, uh, you, you might as well get offense out of the way because it's not going to do you any good. When called a dog, did not get offended, but realized that the door of opportunity had just opened to her. You know, she wanted something. She had a daughter that she cared more about than herself. Learning to care about somebody else more than you will change your life. Because what's wrong with most of us is we're selfish, and all we care about is us. And we don't care about somebody else and their future. I like helping people. I really do. I like, I like having a church. I like Friday night, man. If you missed it, you missed everything. And you missed a good time. Uh, the rest of us were sitting there having a good time, eating. Y'all were eating. 
And I'd come up, oh, the, oh, the bread is delicious. And I, I didn't get to eat no bread, by the way. I'm on a diet, and y'all know it. And that, everybody I would, and couldn't eat the spaghetti. Beth, Beth brought this hearts of palm stuff. And it kind of looks like spaghetti. It, it gives the appearance of spaghetti, but it don't taste like no spaghetti. It's okay once you put enough tomato sauce on it. Anything tastes good. But, but I, I, we, we ate that and ate some meatballs. And she said, well, you can only have six meatballs. I got eight or nine. I didn't care. At this point, I'm done. I can't have one piece of dessert. I can't have nothing. Uh, but you know what? I started watching people. Everybody's laughing, having a good time. Uh, people just wanted to give. They all knew that it was, it was for the camp and that, that we're going to put kids in camp and pay for stuff to get there and, and help our church get everybody up there. And that, that, I'm sitting there looking at that and just watching visitors come in. I mean, everybody was having a good time. Now, brother, I don't know about you. There's not many places where you can go and have good, clean fun and cost you $4,000. I mean, it's just... <laughs> I mean, a plate of baklava went... It's insane, man. It's insane. But it was fun. The whole thing was fun. She was determined. She received what she came for. But more than that, she met Jesus. You know, I changed her life. There was a guy, Matthew, Matthew 15, 21 says, And Jesus went thence and departed into the coast of Tyre and Sidon. And behold, a woman of Canaan, and I've already read this story. She got exactly what she wanted, but what she did is she got to watch the Lord taking care of his dog. She went away, you never hear her ever complaining. She was just praising worship. She came to worship the Lord, even though she was called a dog. There was a guy named John Goddard. I don't know if y'all have ever heard of a guy named John Goddard. John Goddard is most known for his amazing life list of accomplishments. At the age of 15, John Goddard listed 127 goals he wished to experience and, or achieve in his lifetime. The list is impressive uh, and audacious, but the results have been truly incredible. He wanted to go see the Nile River. He did. He wanted to go Amazon River. He did. He wanted to go Congo. At 15 years old, this kid put this on a list. Uh, he said, I want to go to the Congo River, and he did. He wanted to go to the Colorado River, he did. Uh, Yangtze River in China didn't get to go, didn't go to N Nigeria, didn't get there. Uh, Arinko River in Venezuela, he didn't get there. Uh, Rio Coco, Nicaragua, he got there. Uh, he got to the Congo, New Guinea, Brazil, uh, Borno, the Sudan, Australia, Kenya, the Philippines, Tanzania, Ethiopia, Nigeria, Alaska, went to all those places. He wanted to climb mountains. He never got to Everest or uh, Aconcagua, Argentina. Uh, he didn't go up Mount McKinley, but he did hit Mount Huriscan, Peru, uh, Peru Mount, Mount Kilimanjaro, Mount Ararat, uh, Mount Kenya, Mount Cook, uh, Mount whatever it is in Mexico, uh, the Matterhorn, Rainier, Fuji, uh, Vesuvius. I've been up on top of Vesuvius myself. Uh, Bormo in Java, uh, Grand Tetons, Mount Baldy in California. Uh, he never he wanted to he wanted to carry out careers in medicine and exploration. Didn't get to do that, but he studied uh, pre med and he treated some Ill illnesses of primitive tribes. Uh, he had thirty to go. Visited every country in the world. He had thirty to go. That was on his list. Uh, studied Navajo. Learned to fly a plane. Ride a horse in a Rose Bowl parade. You say, well, some of these things are pretty common. Watch this. Uh, he wanted to photograph the Iguaca Falls in Brazil, uh, Victoria Falls, and he did, in Rhodesia, uh, Southern, uh, Sutherland Falls in New Zealand, uh, Yosemite Falls, Nigeria Falls, 
retrace the travels of Marco Polo and Alexander the Great, and he did uh, explore underwater the coral reefs of Florida, the Great Barrier Reef, Red Sea, Fuji Islands, the Bahamas, explore uh, Okefenokee uh, Swamp and the Everglades, and he did. He never got to the North or South Pole, but he's been into Great Wall of China, Panama, Suez Canal, Easter Island, Galapagos Islands, uh, Vatican City. I'm getting close to the end of this thing. The, the Taj Mahal, the uh, Eiffel Tower, Blue Grotto. I'm amazed I can even say some of these things. The Tower of London, the Leaning Tower of Pisa. Now, this is a lot of travel, brother. This is a lot of travel in a lifetime. Uh, the Leaning Tower of Pisa, the Sacred Wall, uh, well of uh, Chichen Itza, Mexico. Man, what, what place is that? Uh, he wanted to climb Ayers Rock in Australia. He didn't get to follow the River Jordan from the Sea of Galilee to the Dead Sea. He's been to, he wanted to swim in Lake Victoria, Lake Superior, the, uh, Lake uh, Tanganyika, uh, Lake Titicaca, South American, whatever, man, uh, Lake Nicaragua. Uh, he, his accomplishments, he wanted to be an Eagle Scout. That's pretty. Dive in a submarine, land and take off of an aircraft carrier, fly in a blimp, and he did. He did. Fly in a blimp, balloon, and glider, ride an elephant, camel, an ostrich, and a bronco, skin dive to 40 feet and hold his breath for two and a half minutes. I don't know where that came from, but hey, that's it. It was on his list. 15-year-old kid. This is his list. Catch it. Why could he even think this stuff at 15 years old? Catch a 10-pound lobster in a 10-inch uh, abalone. I don't know what that abalone is. Uh, play a flute and violin. Type 50 words a minute. Make a parachute jump. Learn water and snow skiing. Go, to ch uh, go on a church mission. Follow the, uh, the John Mural Trail. Study native uh, medicines and bring back useful ones. Bag camera trophies of an elephant, lion, rhino, cheetah. Some of you uh, love animal things. Man, he didn't love them at all. He shot them. Uh, Cape buffalo and whale. Learn, save the well. Learn to fence, learn jujitsu, <laughs> teach a college course, watch a uh, cremation ceremony in Bali. Uh, why would you want to go to Bali and watch a cremation ceremony? Oh, no, yeah, cremation. Why would you want that? I don't know. Uh, explore depths of the sea, appear in a Tarzan movie. He never got to do that, by the way. Own a horse, chimpanzee, cheetah, ocelot, and coyote. He says you have to own a chimpanzee or a cheetah. Uh, become a ham radio operator. He didn't do that. And the rest of the stuff he got to do, and I'm going to stop right there. He wanted to read the entire Encyclopedia Britannica all the way through, and he never got that. He wanted to study uh, dragons, the dragon lizard on Komodo Island, and see what else he didn't do here. And he did everything else. You know what's sad? It never says anywhere in that man's life that he trusted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Some of us spend our whole lives, and here's a man who, at 15 years old, wrote 127 things he liked doing. He went about to accomplish them. I, 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 my hat's off to him. I, am, I, I wish more people would do stuff like that. And Mike goes, as a 12-year-old as a kid, I knew exactly what I wanted to do, and I've, I've done everything I've ever wanted to do. And the Lord showed me a better way. At 22, when I got saved, I still didn't understand that way. And it's taken me 43 years to understand that way. And he has showed me a better way. Better than anything this world has to offer. Better than anything anybody can give me. Better than what the government could give me. Better than what money can buy. You know what the Lord has showed me in 43 years? That I'm a dog and that he loves me. And I'm telling you, you can't buy that. You cannot buy it. It cannot be bought. It cannot be learned by reading a book. 
Although you got to have the book to learn it. But it cannot be learned by reading a book. It's learned by living the book. It's learned by living the book. Let me ask you a question today. Are you living the book or are you just living life? Because living life, it's going to end up, and you can do all this stuff. But what should a profit a man if he should gain the whole world and lose his own soul? What good is it to have any of that? And if the Lord allowed you to do all that stuff and you got Jesus Christ right dead in the center of it and you're praising God and glorifying God and, and he's walking with you everywhere. You know what I felt like on those ships? I felt like a dog walking with my master. That's what I felt like. I always felt like he was right there. And I could always do what he wanted done. That's what I felt like. I mean, I didn't feel like I was nothing. I just felt like I was right there where he was at. And every time he moved this way, I just wanted to move where he was at. Let me ask you a question. Where do you want to move today? <laughs> I want to move with him. Father, thank you for your blessings this morning. Lord, help us to see that we're just dogs. <laughs> Lord, I just thank you that I'm a dog. I thank you that you let me be a dog. I thank you that you opened the door and just let me see uh, the things. And Lord, my brothers and sisters also, Lord. Just Lord, if there's anybody in here today that is struggling with life as, as it is, Lord, I just pray that you'd help them to just let go. Know that you, just like the woman that had a daughter with an issue, Lord, she knew that if she, she came long enough, you would listen, and you did, and you opened the door, and she got in, and, and Lord, she got her request, and, and Lord, most of all, she got to meet you. Thank you for allowing us to meet you. Thank you for uh, saving my soul so many years ago, Lord, but thank you for the walk that you let me have down through the years. It hasn't always been perfect, Lord, I know that, but boy, sure, I sure thank you that you're a forgiving and merciful and loving and kind God. My Savior, you're my Savior, Lord. If there's anyone in here today that doesn't know you as their Savior, Lord, I pray that you'd open their eyes, uh, that they may see, Lord, that they could ask somebody around them and say, hey, how, how could I know this Jesus also? And for the rest of us, Lord, I just pray that you'd touch our hearts and help us to realize that everything you do for us is for our good. Lord, it's for your honor and your glory, Lord, but it's really, in, in the long run, it's also for our good. And help us just to uh, settle down, Lord, and like that policeman, Lord, be the dog just sitting right at your feet. Uh, ready, Lord, for you to do it. Help us to be like Mary and Martha, Lord. Uh, Mary was there at your feet and learning, Lord. Help us to just always be willing to do that. And Father, again, we'll praise you and honor you in Jesus' precious name. Amen.